the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, September the 27th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1779, John Adams was named by Congress to negotiate the Revolutionary War's peace terms with Britain. Today in 1825, the first locomotive to haul a passenger train was operated by George Stevenson in England. Today, in 1854, the first great disaster involving an Atlantic Ocean passenger vessel that occurred, the steamship SS Arctic, sank off Newfoundland. More than 400 people were on board. Only 86 survived. Today, in 1928, the United States said it was recognizing the nationalist Chinese government. Today, in 1939, Warsaw, Poland surrendered after weeks of resistance to the invading forces from Nazi Germany. Unlike Austria, Poland did not just surrender. Austria just sort of signed themselves over to Hitler. Poland did not, but eventually they had to surrender. Today, in 1964, the government publicly released the report from the Warren Commission. That report concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald had acted alone in assassinating President John F. Kennedy. Today, in 1979, Congress gave its final approval to forming the U.S. Department of Education. That is a disaster, by all accounts. Today, in 1991, President George H.W. Bush announced in a nationally broadcast address that he was eliminating all U.S. battlefield nuclear weapons and called on the Soviet Union to match the gesture. I'm sure they did. And today in 1994, more than 350 Republican congressional candidates gathered on the steps of the U.S. Capitol to sign the contract with America. That was headed up, of course, by Newt Gingrich. It was a 10-point platform that pledged to enact if uh, if voters set a GOP majority to the House. The House is doing something very similar again this year. In fact, they just launched it a couple of days ago. I talked about it at the time. Not going to talk about it today, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it as we go forward. What they're promising, I agree with everything they're promising. I, my concerns are not with what they're promising. My concerns is will they actually move forward and present this to the American people, and if elected and take the majority, will they actually do it? I think they have a mind to do it, so we'll see. But. Anyway, they're on the same track. I think it's a good plan, and I think it's about time that they came out with a plan. Republicans have been slipping into that mode where they're just, you know, not not doing anything. They're talking a lot, but not doing anything. Easy to get into that, by the way, for all of us. Barack Obama can't stop talking. He is... um, (laughs) He was speaking to a Hispanic realtors in San Diego the other day. I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday it was actually. 
He said Americans oppose President Joe Biden's lawless and wage-cutting mass migration because they're racist, not because of their economic worries. Barack Obama, he's got to stay close to a microphone and a camera. He said right now the biggest fuel behind the Republican agenda is related to immigration and the fear that somehow America's character is going to be changed if people of darker shades, there are too many of them here. And he went on on that vein. He he talks about people being racist, but I'll, I'll tell you, that is racism in its rarest form. I mean, that's what racism looks like. You tell people that it's because of the color of their skin that so-and-so is doing whatever they're doing in leadership. And he has stoked racism from the day he took office, even before he took office. And he continues to do so to this day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The host should encamp against me, My heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, the Bible says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The word of the Lord. I want to talk to you a little bit today about a Catholic man who had a SWAT team show up at his door recently. A lot of them. His wife and seven kids were terrified. This has all been documented. I didn't talk about it a couple of days ago until I was, I knew there were big, large news, or well, like Fox and some others were really digging into this to see if the story was as it was presented. It is. Remember the saying, first they came for the unionists, the socialists, and so on? With that in mind, I want to talk to you a little bit today about first they came for the Catholic. But I wasn't a Catholic. He's a well-known pro-life author in his circles, mostly in the Catholic Church, but elsewhere. He's a public speaker. He's a sidewalk counselor. He was arrested in front of his children after the Department of Justice ordered a SWAT arrest at his house for alleged violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. That means if you stand in the way of someone escorting a a woman into an abortion clinic to get an abortion, if you get in their way and try to obstruct them from going in, there's now a law against that, and you can be punished for that, of course. His name is Mark Houck. You may not, unless you're a Catholic, you may not have heard of him. He's pretty active in Catholic Church and elsewhere as well. He's a father of seven. He drove two hours to Philadelphia every Wednesday to speak outside the abortion clinics for six to eight hours at a time. He was just sharing the word of God, encouraging women to rethink, you know, getting an abortion, the kind of thing that they do. There's a group in Olympia that does that regularly and elsewhere around the state in in Washington and, and elsewhere. Then there was an altercation. A guy started, and I'll come back to that in a moment, but a guy started giving he and his son over a long period of time a really bad time and defaming and using language that wasn't appropriate for a 12-year-old. 
So the guy then sued after the altercation. He sued Mark Houck. The court looked at the case and threw it out of court. They said, no, there's no, there's no case here. Then the Biden administration with their SWAT team came for the devout Catholic. I know, as I said, many of you are listening are not Catholics, but some of you are because you've told me you are. I understand that. But all of us should be informed of what happened next, and we should care. And that's why I want to talk to you about it a little bit today. It was a German Lutheran pastor, Martin Niemöller. He penned the now famous words after World War II, the Nazis. He said, first they came for the socialists. You've heard this. You've probably read it. It's been published a million times or more. But let's review it just for a moment. He said, first they came for the socialists. I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, that I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. As I said, he's a well-known pro-life author, sidewalk counselor. He was arrested in front of his children after the Department of Justice ordered this SWAT raid on his house just recently for alleged violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Houck is a father of seven. He drove two hours to Philadelphia every Wednesday, as I said, to speak outside of abortion clinics and so on. Houck's wife told Catholic News Agency that a SWAT, I'm quoting her here, that a SWAT team of about 25 came to my house within, with about 15 vehicles and started pounding on our door. This happened on a Friday. I believe it was last Friday or the week before. She asked them what they were doing there, and they said they were there to arrest her husband after he allegedly physically assaulted a 72-year-old Planned Parenthood clinic escort in October of 2021. That would be last year, just a year ago, almost to the date. LifeSide News has been kind of leading this story. They're a kind of a Catholic-based organization, a very good organization. They focus on pro-life, and they have a website, and they put out news. I, I pay attention to what they publish. They say that Ryan Marie, that's her name, um, Hauk, she's a homeschooling mom. She described how the SWAT team of 25 to 30 FBI agents swarmed their property with around 15 vehicles at 7.05 a.m. this morning. She was telling them that on the day that it happened. And as I said, it's been within the last week and a half. There's a little disparity on what I've seen of which Friday it was, but it's very recent. Having quickly surrounded the house, she said, with rifles in a firing position, they started pounding on the door and yelling for us to open it, come out. Keep in mind, this is a guy and his wife and seven kids in their home, and this SWAT team shows up. Kind of like, this isn't Mar-a-Lago. This isn't Donald Trump. This is Mark Houck. They said, uh, LifeSite News says, before opening the door, she explained, her husband tried to calm them, saying, please, I'm going to open the door, but please, my children are at home. I have seven babies in the house, but they just keep pounding and screaming, his wife said. 
When he opened the door, they had big, huge rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me and kind of pointed throughout the house. It's the way she described it. When they came in, they ordered the kids to stay upstairs. Our staircase was open, so the kids were all at the top of the stairs, which faces down toward the front door. As they, You've seen that in many houses. Perhaps yours is like that. The kids were all just screaming. It was all just very scary and traumatic, his wife says, and their mother. After asking them why they were at the house, the agent said they were there to arrest Mark. When Ryan Marie, Hauk, the wife, asked for their warrant, they said they were going to take him in whether they had a warrant or not. When Ryan Marie protested, saying that is kidnapping, you just can't come to a person's house and kidnap them at gunpoint, that's a quote. They agreed, she said, after she said that, they agreed to get the warrant from one of their vehicles, so some guy went out to the vehicle to get the warrant, he comes back. At this point, she says, Mark asked her to get him a sweatshirt and his rosaries. But when she returns, she went and got them. And when she returned, they had already loaded him into a vehicle, told him that he couldn't wait to get his sweatshirt and his rosaries. She said they provided the first page of the warrant. She said she didn't see the rest of it. But she said they were taking him to the federal building in downtown Philadelphia, quite some distance. After they had taken Mark and the kids were all screaming that he was their best friend as the SWAT team was hauling away their dad, the kids were screaming at the police cars and everything, saying that he's our best friend, you can't do this, and so on. The FBI agents on the porch, she says, kind of softened a little bit after some of them had left. She said, I think they realized what was happening, or maybe they actually looked at the warrant. She said they looked pretty ashamed at what had just happened. But what had just happened? Here's the deal. The warrant charged Mark with violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, as I said, due to a claimed attack of a patient escort, all capitals. Ryan Marie stated that this charge comes from an incident that had already been thrown out of district court in Philadelphia, but was somehow picked up by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. Somehow, she said, they got a hold of that. It had been thrown out of court. The judge wouldn't even hear it. On several occasions, here's what happened. On several occasions, when Mark went to sidewalk council last year, he took his his and their eldest son, who was 12 at the time, She said, for weeks and weeks, this pro-abortion protester would speak to the boy saying crude, inappropriate, and disgusting things. He said things like, your dad's a fag. And other statements, she said, they're too vulgar to even mention. She said, I won't even quote what he said on many occasions. It's too vulgar. Repeatedly, this Mark, the Catholic, pro-life, he would tell this pro-abortion guy, that he didn't have permission to speak to his son, and he said he would tell him, please refrain from doing so. Please don't talk to my son like this. He kept doing it and kind of came into his son's, on this particular occasion, the mother says that this guy kind of came into their son's personal space, I guess got really close to him, like right in his face. 
and obscenely began ridiculing his father, who was standing next to him. At that point, Mark shoved the guy away from his child, and the guy fell backwards and fell on the ground. He didn't have any injuries or anything. I mean, according to his own words, he didn't have any injuries. But he tried to sue Mark for pushing him away from his Mark's kid. The case, as I said, was thrown out of court early this summer. Now, I don't know if it'll be refiled. Obviously, there's a lot of attention being drawn to it, and this story is getting into more and more secular news. We'll see where it goes, but the judge threw it out first time around. They're not only coming for the Catholics. We live in interesting times. Lifeside said the since the Biden administration has taken power in January of 2021, Garland's Department of Justice and the FBI have committed dozens of SWAT team raids that have been characterized as a political weaponization of the federal agencies against the pro-lifers, Trump supporters, conservative Christians, medical freedom advocates. It's unbelievable what these people are doing. I was reminded of James Madison. 1788, he said, there are more instances of the abridgment of freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachment of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. I suppose if we were to put this in today's vernacular and in today's moment in time, we would say we should probably be afraid of the far left who is wanting to remake America, the Barack Obamas, the Joe Bidens and those people. We should probably be more concerned about them and their destructive powers when they're in power than we should be about China. I think that's kind of what James Madison was saying. The gradual, silent encroachment by those in power. That's what we're seeing happen against religious freedom, freedom of speech, the freedoms that are guaranteed to be protected by our Constitution are the target. They're the bullseye. And freedom after freedom after freedom is being abridged, not from without, but from within. For example, to contrast left-wing rioters who caused enormous damage to the cities across the nation in 2020, do we all remember that? Portland, Seattle, Baltimore, you name it, St. Louis, you name them. Cities all spread across America. They burned night after night after night. Looted. Windows broken out. How many people were arrested? I don't know. The ones that were were released the next morning. I mean, it it was kind of laughable. If you didn't own the buildings and you, your business didn't get looted. Those vandals, they attacked dozens of pro-life centers this year. Probably some of the same people. No, little or no ramifications. The Department of Justice implemented the harshest of consequences for those that identified as having anything to do with the disturbance at the Capitol on January 6th. Liz Cheney has given up her life for that cause. She said yesterday, she said, I will do whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump away from any public office, particularly the Oval Office, Whatever it takes, she keeps saying. What does that mean in today's world, in today's environment? 
She said, I'm going to be campaigning for Democrats. I'm going to be probably changing parties or whatever, and on and on and on. Well, the press loves this. And they put it out there. They publish this story after story after story about Liz Cheney, who needs to get a hold of herself, maybe spend some time with her kids, go back to Wyoming and go fishing or whatever. That's where we are today. There is this this hardened resistance to what America is really about. And these people in power, she isn't in power, but those that are, those that are, are encroaching on the freedoms that we have in this nation. These actions have included early morning SWAT team arrests, ransacked homes, confiscation of property, indefinite pre-trial solitary confinement. They've been putting some of these people without bail in a dedicated D.C. prison that were related to the January 6th thing at the Capitol. Significant physical abuse, the violation of the constitutional right to a speedy trial. None of this is happening. In March, the FBI rounded up 10 pro-life activists, including uh, Joan Andrews Bell with a SWAT team raid, similar to this that I've been telling you about, this uh, Mr. Hauck. They rounded up these 10 pro-life activists, including Joan Andrews Bell with a SWAT team. They did this to intimidate and humiliate the accused through an exercise of excessive force. I mean, anybody in their right mind knows this excessive force, but they don't care. They just keep doing it. It was excessive force when they did this to Trump at Mar-a-Lago the other here a few weeks ago. There's a video that surfaced just recently, and I, in fact, I included it in an article that I wrote on faithandfreedom.us, our, our website, quoting some of the things that I'm saying now and some of the, my sources. But there's this video there, and I linked to it as well. But one of, on one of these raids, and it shows armed agents holding <coughs> pro-lifers at gunpoint and ordering them to put, put their hands up drop to their knees, and scoot backward out their front door in the middle of the night. And these pro-lifers are respectful and compliant throughout. They're they're just doing what they're told to do. They're probably afraid they're going to get shot. That's the environment we live in. Man, after that FBI, that unprecedented raid on Trump's home there, that Mar-a-Lago, on August 8th, Governor Ron DeSantis grabbed a microphone and got in front of a camera, and he said, man, this is another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents. That's exactly what it is. Fox News reports that not a single arrest has been made in the more than a dozen attacks on pro-life organizations across the country. And they're all claimed by left-wing pro-abortion groups, Primarily by Jane's Revenge, you know, Jane Doe, R.V. Wade, Jane's Revenge. Fox says Jane's Revenge has claimed responsibility for at least 18 arson and vandalism attacks on crisis pregnancy centers and other faith-based organizations throughout the U.S. since the May 2nd leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion on Dobbs versus Jackson. Remember, they leaked their what their opinion probably was going to be, and in fact it was. That kind of blew up everything when that happened. And these Jane's Revenge guys started going out and attacking buildings. 
that were Christian based or Christian um, abortion, you know, to help abortion people and pro-life clinics. In Washington State, the investigation is still open regarding the defacing of St. Michael's Parish in Olympia. Same regarding the Next Step Pregnancy Services in Linwood. Oh, we're looking into it. The same story regarding the Dove Medical Center in Eugene, Oregon. There were a few who were briefly arrested for disorderly conduct. None were arrested for spray painting abortion is health care on the buildings. Same story in Vancouver, Washington. The Options 360 Women's Clinic, that's a Christian facility in Vancouver, it was defaced and spray painted on June 8th. Still no arrests. It's being investigated, they say. There's a growing bias toward biblical Christianity and its teachings. It's particularly directed, I believe, toward those Christians who take a stand for life. Whether you're Protestant, Catholic, it matters not. And for biblical teaching on human sexuality and the institution of marriage, when you get into this, this category of social issues, when you talk about human sexuality, when you talk about marriage as God-ordained marriage, and when you talk about the sanctity of life, This lights these people's fuse, and they are, in fact, fulfilling what our founding fathers promised would happen. James Madison, he said, be careful. There are more instances of abridgment of freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachment of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. That's exactly what we're seeing today on the most fundamental rights that Americans have right to free speech, a right to believe what they want to believe and to serve God. That's what this nation is about. And yet here we are. There's a growing bias toward biblical Christianity, the foundation upon which this nation was built. That's why I come to this microphone every day to please wake up and look at what's happening in our culture. I take no joy in observing that Indeed, it appears they're coming for us. Certainly, there must be a political angle. Otherwise, why do SWAT team people wait from last summer to just now before the midterm election to take action against Mark Houck? You can answer that question. We all know the answer to that. I mean, they didn't just find out about this. It happened months ago. But now they're making their move. Like, oh, boy. Those right-wing Christians are attacking, this Catholic guy's attacking people at an abortion clinic. It's time to take a stand. On January 31st, 1983, I normally wouldn't remember where I was on that day, but I do. It was at the annual convention of the National Religious Broadcasters. President Ronald Reagan was speaking. He said, let us come together, Christians and Jews, let us pray together. I was sitting in the audience to march, to lobby, to mobilize every force we have so that we can end the tragic taking of unborn children's lives. He said, who among us can imagine the excruciating pain the unborn must feel as their lives are snuffed out? He went on, he said, when America, American reach out for values of faith, family, and caring for the needy, they're saying, we want the word of God. We want to face the future with the Bible. And he went on. He told 
the broadcasters, the Christian religious broadcasters of our nation, spread the gospel in the culture. I think that's a good message for all of us, and that, again, is why we do what we do. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.